Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the IC Old People Podcast. I'm Dr. Bruce, your host. The IC Old People Podcast is a, is a reflection of aging, sobriety, living in the world today. Today is June 15th, and I'm happy to say that I have reached a very big milestone in my life, and I have been sober for one full year. As of June 13th was one full year, and in AA terms, they call that your birthday. So my birthday is on is June 13th, and I turned one year old on uh, June 13th, 2021. So it's been quite a journey on this uh, on this path. I started the podcast just before my 60th birthday, and uh, a lot has happened in that time. In that in the short period of time since then, because I'm not quite 62. Uh, so it's been less than two years. I've gone a full year of sobriety in the middle of a pandemic. The pandemic has gone on for a year and a half. I had a relapse during the pandemic. I had gallbladder surgery. I had a bowel obstruction. It was something else. I had some bouts with um, some depression. I had some bouts with some anxiety. I left to go into a program to try to uh, to develop the skill to be able to not drink for a year and uh, I was out in Winnipeg for a few months doing that so a lot has happened and uh, I kind of set up the Icy Old People podcast as a it was going to be following my journey my health my mental health my physical health as I aged kind of from age 60 to 70 and it really wasn't supposed to be the full focus. The focus was interviews and talks with people who were older, thus the name, I See Old People. That's why I called it that. Because the people that I see generally are older, and I'm really interested in the stories of the very old, the, the greatest generation. And I have a number of those interviews at the beginning of the podcast. But because we podcast uh, from Storage Closet Studios here in beautiful Norfolk County, and there's enough room for one person in here most of the time. Uh, I would squeeze someone else in for an interview. And once we even had two people in here for an interview. But that just can't happen today with social distancing and just the way it is, at least not for now. But in the future, perhaps we can get those interviews going again. And, and when people are more welcoming to have you come into their homes, perhaps I can go and do remote interviews. Like I said, if you want to go back and look at some of the older ones, uh, some of the older podcasts of mine, when I was still doing it on a weekly basis, those ones are uh, some of the really good interviews with some of the greatest generation people uh, who fortunately are still with us, thank goodness. So I'm continuing to move along. I It has been a, a tough year. It, it was hard. You know, I'm going to say it right out right. It was hard. It's hard to quit drinking. And, you know, one of the things that an alcoholic does is, well, you know, first he has to admit that he's an alcoholic so that he can kind of look back and reflect a bit on his life. And one of the things that I've done after year sobriety when I reflected on it, an alcoholic lies to themselves every single day, or at least an alcoholic who doesn't want to be an alcoholic anymore. They, they lie to themselves every day. They get up in the morning and they say, oh, I'm not going to drink as much today, or, or I'm not going to drink at all today, or I'm not going to drink till 8 o'clock tonight, or I'm not going to drink uh, beer, or I'm not going to drink wine. There's always something. And then they go ahead and just do it anyway. So the very first person that they lie to every single morning of their life is themselves. And I have to tell you that this has been a real year of freedom for me because I don't do that anymore. 
I get up in the morning and I say, I'm going to be clean and sober for, 24, for the next 24 hours, and I do it. And then at the end of that 24 hours, I've accomplished something. Not only have I been honest to myself, but I've started to build the resilience to know that I can follow through with the things that I say. So if there's one thing that I've learned in the year, that's it. That would have been my cake speech. You know, in AA, when you reach a year, because you've developed such a community that has helped you to get there, often what they'll do is have a birthday celebration. So you, this is in the past, of course. Uh, it, may, may, it may never happen again because of the way things have changed. So uh, you, would, you, you would be the star, basically. You would be the center of attention. It would be about you. So the whole meeting would be about you, and it would be what's called an open meeting. And it means that you could bring, your, you could bring guests, or other people could bring guests. Uh, someone who's just interested in, um, in AA, and they've never been to a meeting. Or maybe uh, my, I, I would have probably invited my spouse. I would have invited Sue to come and, and listen to my talk. And that's what I would have talked about. I would have talked about not lying to myself anymore, uh, learning the resilience of being honest with myself and following through. I think those are the biggest lessons I learned over the last year. And I, I'm glad I waited a couple days before I did this podcast because I was really pumped on the day of my birthday. I was really excited and everybody kind of knew that I was missing having this cake day with, an, with a group because there's no group meetings right now in the time of madness. So my family came through for me really, really great on Sunday. You know, they had a little party for me. They made a little cake. And uh, of course, I mean, I've got grandkids and I didn't give, give a speech about AA or we didn't talk about AA at all. We didn't talk about drinking. But uh, we had a nice little party, got together and then uh, just celebrated it in a, in a quiet way. And it was really, really nice to do that. But and I knew it would happen. Uh, the next day I was just down. And today I'm a little better, but you know, it's just, it's like you, you, you want this goal that's in front of you, this goal, you know, you want to get there, you want to get there, you want to get there. And now I get there. And I've heard so many people who have relapsed right around now after a year. Uh, you know, I, I've worked so hard to get here. I'm here. Now what? And so it's just, it's just a matter of starting all over again. Now it's just a matter of another 24 hours and another 24 hours. And after a while, those 24 hours will, will add up to my second birthday. I'm pretty confident about that because I, uh, I don't really have the desire to drink at all. I've, I've let that go. I've let that part of my life go. I hope forever. And uh, I mean, only time will tell. One thing about AA is you don't talk about forever. <laughs> uh, it's like Fight Club. You don't talk about Fight Club. AA, you don't talk about forever. In AA, you talk about today. Today, I'm not going to drink. And uh, that'll be the best gift I can give myself today. So happy birthday to me. I didn't have peers to celebrate with it, but I am able to share it with you. And I'm really happy about that. I really want to thank my listeners for hanging in with me. Uh, I picked up a few new listeners over the month. Uh, I had a few people in from Arizona. I had some people in from Kansas. I've got my regular people who listen to me in Idaho. And uh, I've just, you know, sparkled a few little sprinklings all over the United States. And I have a really, real great listener in France and I believe it's only one gentleman but I believe he he has downloaded my entire library he I have over 50 podcast episodes and it was in one time he downloaded a fellow from France or person from France downloaded half of it and then about three weeks later they downloaded the other half so um, I hope that that person in France really enjoyed uh, my my library of, of podcasts and uh, 
thank you. I hope you're listening right now. I don't have a big uh, listener base. I, I think I've said that a few times, but you guys are pretty loyal. You're, like, you're here every time. I, I, I go check my stats and, you know, there you are. So thank you. I really appreciate it. And it was great to share this with you. This was quite an accomplishment for me. I mean, I never did it before. The best I ever did was eight months. And uh, even last year, you could listen to one of my podcasts where I ignored the fact that I had a relapse in November. And then I talked about being almost a year. And, uh, you know, I just was lying to myself. So it was, that's, that's the whole thing. It's when you stop lying to yourself, you really can grow and you can really become a better person. And I got miles to go to be a better person. I got lots of room to improve. I'm a flawed human being. But, um, you know, doing this year has really helped my confidence. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to stay fit as well. I'm trying to stay active and fit. Ride my bike almost every day. Walk my dog. I'm sitting at a pretty good weight. I'm sitting around 238 right now, which is really good for me. I'm, I'm changing a lot of my body composition to muscle as well for the first time in my life. So I'm 61 and a half years old. And for the first time in my life, I'm doing weights on a regular basis. I do a little kind of prison workout every day. And I'm starting to get some good definition in my biceps and in my shoulders and uh, a lot of my uh, back pain. I had some really chronic mid-back pain all my career as a, as a health professional. And it's all clearing up. It's, getting, it's going away. It's getting stronger. I'm wearing a, a 34 pant, which is, wow, you know, 20 years ago, I'd, I'd moved on to 36 and then 40 and 42. <laughs> so uh, being down to a 34 pant has been uh, been wonderful for me. So I'm just moving along. I'm trying to be happy. You know, every day has joy in it and every day has sadness in it. And, you know, but I'll tell you, it's so nice to be free, free of depression because the alcohol and depression were, were in lockstep together. So the two of them would always be together. When I was drinking, I was depressed. And now I'm, I'm a year sober and I, I, I've been good. I mean, I, am, I, am I super joyful? And is there no depression in my life? No, I'm, I'm kind of a depressive person. <laughs> but uh, I'm a lot better, you know, like I'm, I'm getting better all the time. My resilience is growing. So I'm really, really happy about that. You know, it's funny. I, I talked about emotional maturity a, a couple podcasts ago, and it, it's just, here you go. You know, uh, you just start to grow up a little bit, you know. So that's, and here I am uh, on my way to 62 years old, and I, I'm finally growing up a little bit. So I, I did have some some down periods during the time. I tell you, I, I wrote something down here. I'm going to bring it up in my notes and I, I, I mean, just listen to this. It, it doesn't sound very positive at all. But, you know, this is the time of madness. I mean, this, the time of madness has been going on for 15 months. We live in a world where everything you thought was true is not. And everything you thought was impossible and could never happen is happening. So it's, it's an upside down crazy world that we're living in. So just trying to find some joy every day and some peace is, is really the goal. So this is what I wrote. This was a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, here I am. Uh, the, yeah, I have downtimes too. I can't imagine what it must have been like to be an intelligent, able person when the Dark Ages began in Europe. In intellectuals imprisoned, books burned, art destroyed. Right now in 2021, I feel we are falling into the void of a similar blackness. A healthy, able man today trying to live an independent life 
is attacked on all sides by a diseased monolithic medical industry, a social media nightmare of censorship, a biased and corrupt press, and media. Our culture is being destroyed one plank at a time, and the vast majority of the population dances along. The time of madness is now, and it may be the prior of a new dark age. At that time and true today, to sur survive is to remove one's family and oneself from the madness. Don't participate. Be wary of everyone and everything. Trust only what you can confirm and trust your gut. In every country that has ever been gutted and turned into a socialist state, the people have had to submit or die. This is all new to us. We have been spoiled by wealth and privilege. The world really won't rest now until it has all been destroyed, when we are all just as desperate and suffering equally with the poorest of the poor. North America has always been the key. And then I go on a little bit more here that I don't really want to read anymore. But you know, I, that, that's dark. That's dark. That's not all. It's not all puppies and 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 roses. You know, like life. Life gets pretty dark for me at times. And you know, and then I had an inspirational kind of thought, and I'm going to try to see if this will work for me. This is a short recording that I made talking about the sugar industry. I was sitting outside. I was um, enjoying a really nice breeze. It was a gorgeous day. And this thought kept running through my mind, and I thought, well, I'm going to record it, and maybe I can use it on my podcast. So here it is. The upside-down world that we live in right now, where everything you thought was true is not, and everything that you thought couldn't possibly happen has happened. So how did we get to this point? I think one of the best ways to, uh, to see how corporations and, and uh, big business and vested interests uh, can control science. It all started back when uh, the sugar industry, the empires of sugar, and they were selling a lot of sugar back in the 50s. After the war, everyone had a little, a few extra dollars in their pocket, and they were selling a lot of sugar. Confection items were huge. People were eating ice cream. They were drinking malteds. They were drinking soda pop. Uh, they were eating chocolate. Everything you could think of, the sugar industry was huge. Okay, all of a sudden people were starting to get really sick. Heart disease, heart disease was starting to come. So what did sugar do? Big Sugar went to Harvard University, and they said to Harvard University, we will give you this. We will build you a new building. We will put a wing over here. We will give you this many professorships. We will give you this much money. We will give you personally a home in the Bahamas. We will give you this, and we will give you that. All you have to do is point the finger at fat. Make fat the enemy. Point the finger away from sugar. And that's what Harvard University did. Harvard University started publishing papers that directed and said heart disease was caused by the overconsumption of fat. And that is where the big lie started on fat. And that is how you began to be manipulated by corporations taking over universities and then taking over the science. And that's led us to this. That has led us to this world we are in right now. This upside-down, topsy-turvy world where everything you thought was true is not. And everything you thought couldn't possibly happen has. Wow, so that was kind of dark too, but at least there was some logic and some history applied to it. 
applied behind it. And I, I, I think that it, it's really clear. I, I did a whole podcast on it quite a while ago, but you know, this, that was the beginning. That was when corporations realized that they could control the universities. Once they controlled the universities, and they have now for, for decades and decades, um, to the point where the universities are, are just a shadow of what they were at one time. Uh, the rep, their reputations, the, just a shadow of what they were at one time. Okay, well, there we go. So there's a couple of things. I'm missing singing. I really enjoyed singing, but singing hasn't come back yet. Oh, we are out of our lockdown. Hey, yay, Ontario has now gone into the beginning of the opening. Hairdressers aren't open yet. And uh, personal services like nails and uh, massage or sun tanning, like anything like that, that's all still closed. But they've opened up outdoor dining and uh, pretty much, I don't know, most all stores are open again, but they have limits. And I mean, the rules that have been created over the last year and a half for everything from how many people can go in and where they have to stand and what hours the store can operate and what they have to do and what this and what that. It's just it, it, it's shocking. It's shocking. I mean, you wouldn't recognize our world from two years ago. When I started this podcast, you could not even have imagined that uh, the world would be as it is right now today. Just crazy. You know, I was talking to a friend the other day and uh, we met uh, in a socially distanced way. And this was back when the lockdown was in and we're not supposed to go to anyone's house and we're not supposed to meet. So I meet this guy outside and we're sitting in a park and we're, we're socially distanced. And before he starts talking to me, he asks me to shut my cell. He, first, he asks me if I have a cell phone with me. I say yes. He says, please shut it off. And, and, and I, that's the first time I've ever had a request like that. So people are, are nervous. People are paranoid. I mean, the big, big brother is here and he, you carry him around in your pocket most of the time. Yeah, it's crazy time. It's crazy time. I wish I had more positive things to say. Uh, Canada Day is coming up uh, in, in, in a couple of weeks. On July 1st, Canada celebrates its independence from uh, Europe or from England, from England. Uh, celebrates its, its development as a country and uh, I don't know what we are like 140 years old or something we're always the newbies we're the youngest country around I think and uh, so that's coming up but you know parades are cancelled and get-togethers are still restricted and it's not going to be the same They've canceled a lot of the stuff here. Uh, it's funny, you know, I watch hockey games because I'm a hockey fan. Uh, the, all the fans, empty seats in Canada, and then you, in Ontario particularly, no fans allowed anywhere in Ontario. And then you go into every one of those games in the U.S., they're all full of fans. There's, none of them are wearing masks. Like, this is how the Berlin Wall fell, okay? The Berlin Wall, they, they kept the people of East Germany and East Berlin ignorant of what was happening in the real world and then the internet came and 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 all of a sudden the people in east east germany and east berlin could see that the world was 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 way different than the life that they were living in and that's what we in ontario are starting to see right now ontario has got to be the worst lockdown uh jurisdiction in the entire world well maybe england is is worse the uk would be the worst australia and new zealand are probably after them and then it would be ontario the worst of every province 
it's, it's unbelievable how we've lost our personal freedoms. I, I firmly believe that this lockdown will be shown as one of the worst policy failures of any government in any time in the history of Canada. So there we are. Oh, on Canada Day, uh, the Lions International, I'm a lion, and the lion, all old guys tend to become lions at some point. I'm going to be working in the fry truck on uh, Canada Day. I put in for a three-hour shift, so uh, people are, there's no fairs and there's no events, but people love the old Dixie Dogs and the French fries that the Lions make every year, and uh, so they're setting up in, in Wellington Park, which is a central park in our town, and uh, we're going to be selling French fries and uh, pogies and those are like hot dogs on a stick covered with a batter and uh, elephant ears I don't know whatever else you can deep fry so it'll be fun it'll be my first time ever working in a fry truck I, I love contributing I love helping with the community and uh, it's something to do out there well wow, I can't believe I've already got it to my 20 minute mark and that's where I generally generally try to keep my podcast at so hey if you've listened to now you know I love you and uh, thank you so much so uh, I'm not on social media. You can't find me that way. So the only way my podcast will ever grow is if some of my readers were to say forward it to a friend or something. So if you feel so inclined, it'll be nice. But I'm going to keep it at once a month. And uh, once a month, I'm going to follow through my sobriety. Once we can get interviews going again, we're going to start doing that. And otherwise, uh, just kind of follow through and see how things go over the next little while. So I love all you guys. Thanks a lot for listening. You take care.